Parky's extravaganza. Kumbaya, sang Parky. At 09.15 hours, Parky sped down from Primrose Hill as gusts of wind helped him on his way. Swirling winds made him hold on tight. His cagoule flapped in the wind whilst keeping off squally rain. A bubble hat was the order of the day of his cold ears with a sniffling nose as he wiped a drop of water from the tip of his nose. Park Ranger saluted his first magpie on the bowling green on entering the park. The plumber arrived at 10.30 hours to repair the broken sink in the men's toilet, after which Parky painted over tagging round the park. Greetings galore, the most popular high, whether young or old, and couples held hands or ringed arms with their companion. Overseas visitors shook hands, embraced one another, and kissed both cheeks, French, Italians, Spaniards, and Middle Eastern people, or anyone with a cosmopolitan exuberance. All right, from a Londoner, no further chit-chat, but a Yorkshire hello, all right, result in a proper converse with views on the weather or any other topical issue. Different people's hello, hi, hey, how do, how do, with some individuals. Heyo, Parky, it's on with the show, commented a visitor as Parky replaced torn bas- basketball nets in preparation for a challenge match on Saturday. Clearing up litter, Parky advocated caution to commuters of the invisible trap, black ice. Mozzie gritted pass, and by late morning, the danger was cleared. Vaulting over benches, flipping over the Belvedere, then around the bandstand, herring up war memorial steps and hurdling fences around the playground, no obstacle posed a limit to free runners. The whole park became a play zone for enthusiasts of parkour. Athletic expressions of running up the wall of the paddling pool arbour and flipping over, some kicked up tree trunks, but climbing up drain pipes with refreshment lumps. Well, that's where Parker drew a line. Hyperactive moment, movements blurred into breakdancing in the bandstand, brimming with sheer energy and agility. A leaping puma padding along tops of Belvedere, springing off into a huge monkey jump, grasping branches. Hey, not on the trees, shouted Parky. Such natural beauty is a delight to be out and about, said George M. Pickles, as he sneaked up on Parky. Ill flower, I've started sowing sweet peas for some early flowering and a bounty in summer, enthused the gardener. The excitement for his first vegetables, broad beans from his own pot, small, tender and sweet, evidently visible. Hey, those nose smell delicious and a fabulous colour for months. Spring follows winter, and with it ends the dank, sombre days, remarked George. I loads envisage hard work, but you don't have to dig over an allotment plot to make a swimming pool. Just clear a thicket of overgrown weeds, brambles, and get planting, lad, explained George. Bit of tithing, rit rake, and grounds a good un for sowing. Something like six pounds a year for rent for water supply. Well worth four houses of calm and shut up, shut out humdrum life, stated George, 
looking yonder. Away from Mrs. Reply Parky, the men smiled as they went on their way. Pet walkers, joggers and couples of families braved the surprise flecks of snow. A pet walker, a criminal prosecutor, had reported a damaged holly tree on the park, at the park office some time ago and inquired about the investigation. She suggested a conditional caution and include the cost of a replacement tree. Parkey informed her of the police awareness of the offender's domicile on back Trinity Street. Football game played on the main arena and the descending premature dusk caused clouds to gather, but it didn't dampen their enthusiasm. Parkey looked forward to spring's early starts, morning bird songs, nature photographers and, of course, pets as they hurried round the park before owners embarked on their daily routines. Birds sang joyously, displaying beauty whilst territories were marked out to attract a mate. Female birds were bashful singers, but sought males with the loudest, longest or most complex songs. Birds learned to sing from their parents, who in turn had listened to other birds of the same species to master the art of singing. Singing was as important for birds as speaking was for people. Parkey concluded a flock of birds could have their own karaoke party. Hey up, Parkey. Oh, no, inquired Fred. How's that doing, fella? inquired Ernie. I fair to middling, replied the warden. Black Oozle's sweet serenade ought to song of thrush for thee, declared Fred. Both men walked alongside the ranger. In the distance, Otto flew by with, a, with Desi in his slipstream. A blackbird constructed a nest with a couple of hours, within a couple of hours for the arrival of its chicks. Stated to Parky. Eee, does thou know, said Fred. Luciano the song thrush, behind the cenotaph, belts a tune or two. Stated to the ranger. Looks as if it's expecting rayon, stated Ernie. An unhappy faced Parky replied, Firstly, my name's not Luke, nor Asif, and no. The gentleman smiled, a little touchy at one of them stated. Parky nodded and patrolled on. Further on, students called out to the ranger, It rude boy, and another, Parky just sucked it up, man. Faint beating of African drums as the whole park came to life. An extravaganza, a chocolate festival, was hatched in Parky's head. There was a noticeable spring in his step.